0: Welcome to AUKUS Amplified from the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, advancing hip and knee patient care through education, advocacy, research, and outreach.
1: Welcome to the AUKUS Amplified podcast. My name is Sean Patel, and I am the chair of the AUKUS Digital Health Committee. Today, I'm joined by my co-host and Digital Health Committee member, Ahmed Siddiqui. Hi, Ahmed. Hi, Sean, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming. Today we're coming to you live from the AUKUS annual fall meeting, where we're highlighting some of the key papers and key topics that we'd like to discuss. And today we have with us today some folks doing some great mission work, and we'd like to introduce you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Ahmed, for having us, giving us this opportunity to highlight what we're very passionate about. My name is Umar Bernie.
2: I'm a Northpeak surgeon. I've practiced here in Dallas for uh, about 15 years. My name is Junaid Mokta. I've been in practice for 11 years. I'm currently outside of Chicago.
3: Thanks, guys, for having us. My name is Khalid Yusuf. I've also been practicing for about 11 years,
4: and I'm here in Dallas, Texas. Thanks, guys. Let's just jump right into this. So tell us a little bit about the mission trip, what the organization is, how this started, and just a little bit of background information
0: of this wonderful work that you've been involved with. And we can start with you, uh, Dr. Bernie. Yeah, no, thank you. So we started this mission work in Pakistan uh, about in 2014. It was one of those serendipitous moments where I got to meet one of our colleagues who currently is an orthopedic surgeon in Pakistan here at one of the American Association meetings. And he invited us to come to Pakistan and to help out. And he described what we've learned to be a, a huge need in the country, especially when it came to arthroplasty. And so fast forward a few months, I got the opportunity to visit this gentleman, Dr. Khan, in Pakistan that has since blossomed into what we've been able to do. Our mission organization goes by GODA, G-O-D-A, it stands for Gift of Disability Alleviation, which is what we aspire to do there. And as I said, we've been doing this now for nine years, minus the few years that uh, of course COVID took over. And we've been very fortunate that year over year, we've been able to go over to Pakistan now in multiple cities and help people not only with arthroplasty, but we've been able to expand to other orthopedic subspecialties as well. Well, that's
4: great. So Dr. Magdas, Dr. Bernie kind of touched on this, but from the time that you've been involved, how have you really seen this evolve uh, in the time in your involvement?
2: So I started with the trip in 2018 and I've been on a total of three trips now. And since I joined, we've seen it grow in multiple ways. Not only are we going to multiple cities now, we have increased the number of surgeons that are joining us on these trips. We've increased the number of subspecialties and we've increased the number of surgeries. We've also been working with more and more implant manufacturers. We've had TJO, Zimmer, uh, Stryker, Smith and Nephew have supported us and so we've seen this grow in multiple ways. Uh, additionally, while we're there, we're doing education for the residents. And so that has continued to grow. So. In the three trips that i've gone it's grown exponentially in multiple facets pretty amazing how
4: quickly you've been able to scale this in that part of the world so great job so dr yusuf how do you get involved in something like this how do you recruit surgeons and how do you kind of vet out the surgeons that are interested because obviously i'm assuming there's a finite number of spots available in something like this so talk to us a little bit about that
3: yeah absolutely you know we live in a connected world now and our social media platforms and our meetings like this connect us in so many different ways. You had the opportunity to come with us on this last trip and you and I connected I think on LinkedIn uh, maybe two years prior to that. And we just started to get to know each other, get to know our practices, and just something as simple as that makes the introduction. We all have colleagues and networks and, and those networks have made that happen. In terms of getting involved, it's as simple as an email for a lot of folks or a phone call.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. I still remember the time when I first messaged you and you responded pretty quickly back and LinkedIn, you know, on a side note has been a wonderful way to connect professionals, especially in orthopedics. So Dr. Bernie, what motivates the doctors to participate? Because as you can imagine, just on the outside looking in for, you know, people when they, you know, look at the media, they look on that side of the world, there is a little bit of anxiety associated with it. So there's seems to, you know, be a lot of interest in mission work, especially in this type of work. So what not only motivates you but what motivates everybody on this trip to participate in something like this?
0: Yeah, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised to see the degree of excitement not only around this trip but any degree of mission work, and I think that's fairly telling as to what the newer generations of orthopedic surgeons and even some of us that have been in practice for a while need. I think it really feeds the soul of why we all went into healthcare, it provides the truest form of healthcare and an opportunity to practice healthcare without the degree of financial reward element in it. And so there's a degree of purity in mission work that anybody who's experienced it can attest to. Most people describe it as being very addictive once you've been, but as Khalid just mentioned, I and mean, when we're so connected and we're seeing an increased number of people that are constantly calling us and wanting to go on these trips. And I think giving back is inherent to any one of us who's chosen this as a profession. You know, we all have that desire. That's why we are in the healthcare industry. And this just brings it to the forefront and gives us a chance to do it in its
2: purest form.
4: So Dr. Mukta the surgeons that are participating, how do they benefit from this trip, not only
2: professionally, but
4: on a personal level
2: as well? I think the biggest benefit is on a personal level. When you think of a mission trip, you think about I'm going to give to the less fortunate I, I want to go, I want to give back. And I, I think that's obvious. That's why we do it. But I can speak for the three of us here and actually everyone that's been on this trip. I think we get more than we give. When you go on these trips, uh, at least for me, it's a reset. It makes me understand and appreciate what I have here. It makes me understand that the problems that I have here, both day to day at work are nothing and pale in comparison to what we have or what we see over there. And so I think, Professionally, it helps because when I come back from these trips, I have a new focus on life. Every time I go, I learn something new working with colleagues, so I'm able to take some of that back and apply it to my practice. So it's great professionally. It's much, much better personally and spiritually.
4: And I can definitely relate to that as well. I remember before we went on our, you know, my first trip this past year, you had said the same thing. You get more out of it than you give back, and couldn't really relate. But on the flight home, I just thought about that, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's way more nourishing to your soul, and and you feel like you, you know, you got a lot more out of it than you know than just doing hips and knees, Doctor Youssef. So, what are some of your growth aspirations?
3: What I'd like to see is a transference of knowledge. One of the benefits of the trip is the direct work that we do, right? That's obvious. We go and we help people that have an ailment. But the secondary benefits that I think are huge and the impact factor of that really transcends what motivates me year by year. Teaching the residents there working with the other practitioners there, sharing surgical techniques. We're so lucky that we have access to meetings like ACUS every year. It's easy for us to fly into Dallas and attend a great meeting. For people in the other parts of the world, it's not as easy to have access to that. The knowledge that we gain, we're able to then transmit that every year. And I think that really is one of my growth aspirations, to see us do more subspecialties, more cases, but also transfer orthopedic knowledge that we've gained over to them. I'd like to also kind of touch back if it's uh, okay about the motivation. One of my huge motivators of going into orthopedics was actually watching a piece by Dr. Larry Doerr in OpWalk and his trip to Guatemala. And this is back when I was in medical school and watching, uh, he had a patient in that video, had severe varus disease and how he was able to help that patient really motivated me. And I think from a very early on from some family influences about doing mission work and just helping the underserved and needy. Those types of videos by our leaders at AUKUS and within the orthopedic community motivated me as well to working on these types of mission
4: trips. Absolutely. So Dr. Bernie, how do the patients that we encounter during the mission trips, how do they differ from the pathology you might see here in the United States?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this connects right back to what Janaid Makto was saying a little bit ago, about how we grow professionally so I can tell you and I'm sure you guys have seen this and would agree that when we go there the pathology is quite significantly more severe than what we typically encounter here and you know a lot of these patients unfortunately due to lack of access to care have been neglected for much longer their disease has progressed much further and so some of the tips and techniques some of the methodology that we have to utilize over there certainly like Jenaid said is brought back and and it helps us grow over here so As a general rule, I would say that the pathology is far more severe. We tend to see patients suffering from arthritic diseases of the hip and knee at much younger ages. There's definitely an element of the pathology that we don't completely understand. I think we haven't been able to completely explain why they suffer. There's gotta be some genetic predisposition to it because these people generally being somewhat of a, the degree of malnourishment tends to be a little bit higher, so maybe the dietary constraints contribute to it. But these people generally aren't obese, and yet the disease pathology is very severe. We also, I would add to that, see a lot of post-traumatic disease. And so we are tackling a lot of post-traumatic arthritic conditions while we're there as well. A lot of fixed deformities, soft tissue pathology. So those are all things that we tackle And again, it goes back to making us better at what we do and what we have to offer our patients here in America.
2: I'll add to that. I would say the type of cases that we see there with the implants that we can bring are what we would term here difficult primaries. So bad varus disease. So I I know for myself, I've gotten better at treating with bad varus disease here. The other thing is overseas for multiple reasons, a lot of patients get steroids. That's their treatment of not anti-inflammatories, but steroids, because they make you feel better very quickly. And so we see a lot of avascular necrosis in in patients in their 20s and 30s, which is troubling because, you know, over here we we understand this, but over there we definitely do see a lot of that. And to counsel these patients and tell them that, hey, the steroids is not the answer for every ailment. And that obviously resonates back home here. we got to be very cautious what we use over here as well.
1: How many patients are being taken care of on each of your trips?
3: That's an exciting question for us. It gets me excited just to think about that. We started off doing, I think, what, we did maybe 20 cases that very first year that Omer went, and in this most, most recent year, we were at about 119 cases. And this is over six operative days. The team has grown from one surgeon to three, and now this coming year will be, uh, I believe, eight surgeons with some support staff and hopefully more to come.
1: Did you say 119 cases in six days in this past year? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So when's the next trip? Late February this coming year. And are you still recruiting for surgeons for this coming trip? We are. Absolutely. Is there a website that you can refer people to or how should we best get in touch with you?
3: Yeah, there is a website and we'll have that link uh, available through the podcast.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the work you guys are doing and for sharing your experience with us. Thank you for coming to our podcast as well. And For all the listeners, uh, please stay tuned for our next podcast and make sure to subscribe.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for joining us for AUKUS Amplified. Visit AUKUS.org to learn more about how members of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons educate, advocate, investigate, and perform humanitarian outreach in the field of hip and knee replacement surgery.